Now, what we have here is that today we bask in a light of mustachio greatness. That is right. We are honoring the legendary Struther Martin in the 1977 Paul Newman vehicle, Slapshot. I will admit I've never seen this movie. I know. Earlier today, someone told me that I disgust them for not ever seeing this movie. And you know what? They are right. I should have seen this movie years ago. It is unapologetically a 70s movie. And since it's a hockey movie, it's one of the whitest films we've covered on the damn show. <laughs> there are anyway. <laughs> honkies. Anyway, we don't have time to dilly-dally, so let's tell Batman what gives you the right. What's the difference between you and me? So that way Batman will say, I'm not wearing hockey pads. You're damn right you aren't wearing hockey pads, Batman, because in the 1970s on the ice rink, you would have gotten your back broken way before you ran into Bird. Now play that shit theme song. <laughs> damn, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, you said you had some beer, not you had a gram of Coke. It's the Mustachio Podcast, yo, we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips, it's the Mustachio Podcast, yo. Dude, I know. I keep trying to one-up myself with these damn cold opens. It's getting a little bit kind of cartoony now, and I can't help it. I know. You're going to have to, like, like choke yourself while you masturbate next time. That's, like, the <laughs> only way to go from here. <laughs> I, I will have you guys know, right now, while we are talking, I am on eBay trying to find a leather leisure suit because oh. I, I just I have to have that. It has to be in my life. Oh, hell yeah. I thought you were going to say you were choking yourself while masturbating, right? <laughs> I know. I don't have to say what we already assume. Come on. Yeah. I just I just tried to mimic that, like choking myself while masturbating, and I sounded like Sam Kennison, like, ah, ah! <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, hey, welcome to the Mustachio Podcast. Yo, y'all, this is your host, Daniel J. Segura, and today we welcome some very familiar voices. We have uh, Robbie Robertson, Hello? and we have uh, Sir Charles from Sacramento. What is up, guys? How are you today? Doing great. Yeah, doing pretty good so far. I, um, Like I said, never seen this damn movie. Um, I can't even remember how we decided we were going to watch this. I'm not sure whose idea this was, but I know y'all both like it. I'm pretty sure it was Robbie. Pretty sure yeah. it was Robbie. Okay. Yeah, I think we were just talking in the Discord one day, and, and this was uh, <laughs> just just came up. I don't remember how. Yeah, yeah there's just so many mustaches. Like, we're honoring Struther, but, I mean, let's face it. There is a mustache in every corner of the freaking screen. Yeah, it'd be harder to find a guy without a mustache in this movie, basically. Oh, my God. And legendary ones. Like, huge as like... I haven't seen so many horseshoe mustaches. Like, I'm like, oh, so that's when they were big. Like, holy shit. Look at mm. that. God damn it. Um, but, yes, I had never seen it. And I honestly will suggest to any listeners that haven't seen it, go watch it and maybe watch it one more time. Because it kind of reminds me of Cannonball Run where there's so many jokes kind of coming at you that you will miss some shit um, if, if, if you've just seen it one time. And I feel like y'all are definitely going to pick up on stuff that maybe oh, I didn't see. And, and if you're easily offended, stop being a fucking crybaby because yeah. this is such a comedy fucking classic. You're going to hear some words and some things that might make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th that's funny. When this movie was released, even though it was rated R, it came with a special warning that said certain language may be too strong for children because this was <laughs> this movie was considered to be that profane that they had to put a special 
notice on it when it was released. Wow. Did you uh, did you ever hear the story about Paul Newman after that he made this movie? Mm-mm. He swore because he 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 said that prior to making this movie, even though he'd been in the navy, he never swore a lot. That just wasn't like his t- style. But because he swore so much in the making of this movie, he said there's like a transitionary period as an actor when you're coming off of a role where you still kind of have those traits. And he realized that it'd gone too far when he was at dinner with his wife and his kids, <laughs> his daughters, and he asked them to pass the fucking salt. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pass the fucking salt? Shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I know he did say that this was his favorite role of his own of all oh. his movies. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't know that? Do yeah. you know it's also it's well documented that while he was making this movie, uh, George Roy Hill had to fly his uh, had to fly Paul Newman's wife in because he was he was hanging out with these guys who were half his age and he was just having so much fun drinking and partying and just doing this movie that they were like, no, you need to get this shit back on fucking schedule. And here's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah a wife will do that to you you know mm-hmm. settle you down a little bit just bring you down to earth a little and uh, what i really loved about like because i like i said didn't know a whole bunch about this movie is the fact that it is written by a female writer uh nancy dowd mm-hmm. and um that's kind of amazing and it, it, it does kind of make more sense as we get toward the end of the movie uh <laughs> that a female writer wrote it but honestly like i'm sure it was punched up and all this shit and like seen by a million people but it's really awesome that she um i think she used her brother's his um kind of stories and shit from his like um amateur league hockey experience and shit like that and she did a really good job kind of capturing the gritty dirtiness of hockey in the 70s oh yeah Yeah. like holy shit um so yeah so tell me is there anything else that um that maybe i'll want to cover before we start digging into this movie um, one thing I, I I was like doing a little bit of looking at the, you know, IMDb about the people in the movie. I was looking at Struther Martin, and oh, yeah. I learned something I didn't know. Ooh, he was a national junior springboard diving champion. What the fuck? <laughs> he was a he is he is an elite athlete, apparently. <laughs> You know, but you, you got to think about it. Back then, a lot of famous people, I mean, like, they all had to do something. You know, it was yeah. one of those things where you had to do multiple things. Like, Don Rickles always talks about, you know, being a song and dance comedy man. Yeah. And then he'll dance and sing, and it's like, well, there you go. Well, yeah. the only other actor that I know that was a dive uh, was a diver is Jason Statham. Oh, that's and, right. And Jason Statham's 53, and I think Strother Martin was 56 when this movie was made. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Even look at uh, uh, Cool Hand Luke when Strother Martin. That was like what six years prior, so he would have yeah. been fifty. He still did not look great. Yeah. Wow. Damn. I just could imagine them giving Strother Martin like bad scores. He's like, now what we have here? <laughs> so, <laughs> so when they remake this, they're going to put uh, Jason Statham in the role, I guess. So that's... Honestly, I think he would knock it out the park. <laughs> he would do a pretty good job. I love Struther Martin. I yeah, uh, he is just mm-hmm. so versatile and so fucking creepy and weird, and everything he says just sticks out. I don't even. Know. I love that you say that because my wife says that he looked like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> well, you you came out pretty charming and warm. But it's like... <laughs> 
Congrats on that. Uh, but uh, poor, poor Daniel, he doesn't know which way to take this from here. Yeah. I know. I'm just like fuck. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about your creepy dad. Uh. <laughs> but he had a hell of a mustache. So. Oh yeah, okay. that's right. You have told me that. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start digging in this movie, and y'all just pop up with shit that y'all want to pop up with. If y'all, if anything rings a bell. Um, first of all. The way it opens up, it doesn't open up with who you, you, you would think it opened up, you know, with, with um, Paul Newman. No, it opens up with a guy named Dennis who we follow quite a bit in this movie for really no particular reason. He has really no plot other than he's just kind of weird and he's trying to learn English and it's kind of broken. But I do love the whole bit of him being on a sports show and he looks kind of drunk or hungover or some shit and he's trying hmm. to tell this guy – um, what's the name of this sportscaster? I don't even. I didn't ever get his name. I just call him sportscaster the whole damn movie. But Casey, the whole, the whole movie, really? Yeah, I just never got it. Oh. Well, I closed up my window with all my answers in it, so I will bow out gracefully. <laughs> Hold on, I've got ID. I think it's Andrew Carr. Andrew Carr. I, I'm pretty sure that was his name, Andrew Carr. Or Jim Carr. Jim Carr, because it's Andrew Duncan is his name. That's right, Jim Carr. Right. Yeah. So that dude is awesome. He has like oh, yeah. this obvious toupee on, which is awesome. He's dressed like a weatherman from the 1970s. Uh, honestly, I think me and Charlie would probably buy that suit if we had if we had. The... Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. That was front page of the Sears catalog in 1977. <laughs> there, there were a lot of patterns happening in that outfit. They didn't oh. give a fuck back then. It was just. Have, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's so so this movie is widely regarded, and I don't know how true it is anymore, but it's widely regarded as the quintessential hockey movie. And when you play in a league, like this is it. Like this is the movie. And uh, a couple of years ago, I forget what it was for, but a couple of big name hockey people actually re like they parodied this opening scene. <laughs> and like with the with the bad wig and the clothes and everything like and almost the same background and it was and it was just kind of like paying homage to this at the time like 35 year old movie holy shit mm-hmm. i love that he asked dennis like so what happens when you do all this stuff because he's showing him all these illegal moves <laughs> he's like well you go in two minutes by yourself and you will feel shame <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought that was hilarious you'll feel ashamed <laughs> so good so um, so we get to the game, all the players come onto the ice, and the fans fucking hate these guys. Just, I think one guy gets called a frog pussy, which is, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to think that's, about that. That's, uh, yeah, that's what the other French, because, so Denis is the one that they interviewed, Denis Lemieux. He's Quebecois, Quebecois, so he's French-Canadian. Uh, okay. And that's why he speaks the way he does. It's very, like, guttural, like, back of your throat, like, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you ever go with me anywhere to, like, a public event, I do drink, and I will at some point yell frog pussy. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for the heads up. I just hope Yeah, you know. just, just so you know, I, I will get drunk and go, frog pussy! <laughs> and uh, we see the guy that, that, we see this guy that kind of looks like a, my old geologist professor playing the Star Spangled Banner on an organ. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. He never has one line, but he's he's in the movie several times. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and we get a good idea about how this movie is going to be and how these guys are that play the, play in this league. Because um, there's one guy that's like, how's it? You know, I think um, I think Newman says like, well, his name's Reggie in this movie. So Reggie tells this guy like, how's it going, Nick? He's like, I'm drunk. And uh, yeah, it's going to be that kind of fucking shit. Like, and they suck bad. Um, <laughs> damn, they are just garbage and just don't know how to play as a team. Reggie's supposed to be the coach, like he's a player coach, which is, I guess, right. something they do, uh, kind of like in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I like I don't even really watch hockey, so this is <laughs> this is all kind of new to me. So okay. one thing, oh, no, one ahead. thing that's funny is the the drunk player tells Reggie, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm really drunk, and if you hit me, you know, if you knock me into the baseboards, I'm going to piss all over myself." <laughs> which, sure enough, like two minutes later, he gets smashed into the into the baseboards and they don't show it like real clearly, but he's like looking down and kind of hunched over. So no one will see the front of his pants. <laughs> yep. And wow. I don't know, you said right now, uh, um, Daniel, that you, you're not really into hockey. Are you familiar with hockey from the seventies? No, I'm not. I noticed no okay. one was wearing a helmet. That's for sure. Well, yeah, nobody was wearing face protection, helmet, nothing. But the old saying goes, on a Friday night, you go to the fights and you might see a hockey game because hockey was notoriously violent. Like it was a violent sport where there were there were almost more fights than there was actual playing time. In, shit. in fact, um, I, I think it was this time or slightly before. See, I'm not a big hockey guy, but I do appreciate 70s hockey because I appreciate like bench clearing brawls and sports. That's just what I like. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's a lot so. Of fun. Oh, when you want to see some bench-clearing brawls, you watch 70s hockey clips, and you're like, fuck. Uh, there was a time when I believe it was the, the Philly Flyers. They were, like, the most notoriously, like, tough and rugged, like, you did not want to fuck with them team. They played an exhibition match with the Soviet Union's Army hockey team, and the Soviet Union team walked off the ice after a few minutes pissed because they said we're not in a boxing match we're here to play hockey because every chance they got they were cracking people over the heads with their sticks and with their fists and they were like well this is american hockey bitch so we get all this tough hockey but then the next Mm -hmm. scene uh we're in a fashion show (laughs) Mm -hmm. quite quite a 180 um apparently joe the owner who's played by strother martin he is trying to find ways to make some money on the side, and he uses his players, I guess, to model clothes. Is that what I'm getting from this? And they pay him? Yeah, I think it's some sort of promotional thing. They're trying to <laughs> you know, create interest in people coming to the hockey uh, matches. So they have the players participate in the fashion show, and the players are real happy about it. You oh, know? oh, yeah. yeah. They love this. Uh, that guy, I think it's Johnny Upton, is the guy with the really dope horseshoe mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, he dresses insane. I, I don't know why he's bitching about the clothes. There's scenes later on where he looks absolutely bonkers, but uh, he bitches about it, and he says, I'm going to go wiggle my penis in front of all these ladies. Like, this is bullshit. And, yeah, sure enough, he's a man of his word. And, yeah, you hear a bunch of ladies screaming, and Joe is just like, fuck me. I hate my life. <laughs> uh, then we have Reggie. Um and he is, uh, I forget what he, I think he's um, talking to, oh, yeah, he's with Braden, who's like their young gun player. And they're doing an interview. So this is another thing that Joe has him do throughout the entire movie is they're constantly going onto the radio and interviewing, except in this case, the, everyone hates them. So you just get people calling in and talking shit to them, and they're just like, fuck yeah. you, suck. 
Well, and Daniel, I think it's important to note that not only is Braden like a young gun, but in the words of uh, of Jim Carr, he's also a college graduate. <laughs> he's an educated he's the, man. Yeah, he's the only person on the team who went to college. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, yeah, you kind of get the feel that he thinks he um, is a little bit better than everybody else. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. he kind of has his nose up a notch. And that's when, after the interview, we find out that uh, the mill is going to close in Charleston, right? That's the name of the town they're in, Charleston. Yep. And uh, it's a big fucking deal. And I think, um, Charlie, you were telling me shit about fucking mills that, like, like I don't even know where you went to find this information. But... So I so I got kind of bored, and I did a little research. <laughs> I, I tried to figure out what – to try to figure out how much money – average that the the charlestown the charlestown chief players made so in 1970 a professional hockey player made about fifteen thousand dollars which i mean for inflation is like about sixty five thousand dollars today horrible not horrible but i figure or no they made eight about eighteen thousand so i figured that the charlestown chiefs probably each player probably made about twelve to fourteen thousand dollars a year because you know they're not a professional team they're a local team you know, that would probably feed into a bigger team. Yeah. But I figure, yeah, you know, about twelve to 15000 a year in the mid-70s. And for that town, I, fi- I was doing some research. Uh, the, what was it, the national average for minimum wage at that time was about $2.40. And when you worked at a mill in Pennsylvania, your starting wage was anywhere between, like, 6 and $12 an hour, depending on your job, that's what you started at. So, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Your your base entry-level pay is already three times what the minimum wage is in the 1970s. Damn. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the entire economy of that town is based around that mill. So, if that mill shuts down, that town's gone. Yeah, that's... Yeah. They said 10,000 people were going to be laid off. Mm-hmm. Which effectively is what happened to Johnstown. Later, they had the flood. They had some issues... I think recently, as in like 2008, I was reading, um, uh, oh God, who's the giant um, air and space company? Um, I think they start with an S. I can't remember. Their giant air and space company actually went back to Johnstown and started doing work. But the um, I think the town population currently is like 20,000 people. Jeez. It's like nothing. Yeah, the town, wow. it's a ghost town. Fucking A, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in this town, they do a pretty good job of making Charleston look like a town like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone looks pretty blue-collar, and uh, the, even the downtown area seems pretty quiet. Like, it's not like a hustle-and-bustle area. So they do capture, like, the—and then where they're at, it's all, like, it always looks kind of Philly-like. Like, it's kind of cold and wet. <laughs> it just doesn't look yeah. fun. And dirty. <laughs> and dirty, yeah. yeah. Much like Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> so we meet uh, Braden's wife, um, whose name So, is Daniel, Lily. do you have any listeners in Pennsylvania, or, or, or did you? <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, well, we got the McCullums. They're always, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're some fan favorites. Um, but they live, like, in Pittsburgh. That's not exactly, you know, like, you know, Johnstown. No, no, it's like the taint of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Steel City! <laughs> so we meet we meet Lily, and she's just the, like this drunkard wife of, of Ned's, and 
the I love the fact that she drives this big blue van and she yeah. fucking drives insane. Like watching yeah. watching Paul Newman freaking out, he actually looks legitimately terrified. Yeah. <laughs> it's like holy this, shit. The stunt was terrifying to watch when she jumps it going down the hill. Damn. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to do that with a van, but uh Yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't drive a van faster than probably fifty five. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Something's bound to break. Like, it's just going to happen. Uh, So then we get a quick scene with Reggie and Joe. um, He sends Reggie to go pick up these new guys for the team. And Reggie brings up um, what's going to happen to the team, like, because he found out that the mill was going to close. And Joe just kind of blows him off. He just doesn't really say anything. So he tells Reggie that in two years he'll be hanging the blades up and he's going to be coming to him to teach him how to be in the front office and all that shit. You know, so he's like, why are you bitching now? I'll help you out. You're going to be one of the few that might have a job. So then uh, we hear Joe on the phone. He's canceling orders. <laughs> he's and selling shit. He's, selling, he's like selling a hot tub and the team selling bus. the bus. <laughs> he's liquidating like Circuit City in like 2008. It's like holy shit. So uh, <laughs> Reggie... telling the minimum wage workers, yeah, don't worry, next year you'll be golden. <laughs> We're starting a new buyers program. Don't worry. So Reggie picks up three new players who are called the Hanson Brothers. And, uh, yeah, these guys are something else. They are mop-haired, <laughs> bottle cap glasses, wearing – they almost look like twins, but they're just really close in age, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I knew throughout the whole movie, I'm like, I'm not going to know who the fuck any – I'm never going to be able to distinguish any of these sons of bitches. And then it becomes a bit later, <laughs> which I was like, okay, now I know. Now I get it. But Reggie notices that in the briefcase, they still they have little toys in their briefcase. And these are grown ass dudes. And he goes up to Strother Martin and he tells her that they're a bunch of R words and that they brought their <laughs> fucking toys with them. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, Reggie is awesome at this movie. He's just basically yelling all the time, or he's being cool as fuck. It's like one of the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe says he got him for a steal. Like, hey, like this is pretty awesome. And I feel like, Charlie, you probably like this next little bit where Joe mentions uh, back in his coaching days that there was a player addicted to masturbating. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you, brother. Let me tell you. I thought you were going to talk about where Joe uses the R word again. I was like, fuck yeah, I I love that bit. (laughs) (laughs) He does say that they're too dumb to play with themselves. Mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he does say, yeah. I like I like how there's a whole movie. They basically just refer to everybody as pretty much every hockey player as being an alcoholic with some kind of emotional or rage trauma, and being like a sexual deviant. Yes, you know, like they're not really functioning people. <laughs> yeah, they're like Neanderthal type, like outcast people that get paid to go out and just beat the shit out of each other. Which, you know, kind of is a lot of sports out there, unfortunately. Gladiator sports. And um, Ned gets into an argument with um, his lovely and sentimental girl, uh, wife, Lily. <laughs> she she fucking hates Charleston. She's all pissed off. They're having issues. I don't even know. Like, we don't even know why they're fighting. She's just not happy, I guess, where they're at. Yeah. And it becomes a whole thing, and she fucking takes off. And I think Reggie questions Dennis about whether... <laughs> About whether Ned is gay for some reason, he's like that girl's hot. He should be, should be banging her. What's wrong with that? It's like wow. Okay, yeah. Uh, he doesn't use the word gay, and so then we... he does not. <laughs> then um, yeah, he they, the I, I think it's fair to say that they don't use the word gay in this movie at all. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. No. They do not use the word gay. 
Then uh, we see Reggie, and he notices this woman in a red dress coming to the bar. She's looking good. And he tells Dennis, you think I could get that woman to go home with me? And he's like, or Denny, whatever his name is. And she's like, oh, she's not your type. Then we find out, well, it's actually his wife, uh, who I guess they're, I don't even know what you call it, I separated or something. In, it's a its a complicated uh, mm-hmm. marriage. And he talks to her, and she basically has no faith in him. She knows that the team sucks. He's a garbage. She basically tells him he's a garbage coach. Like, holy yeah. shit. But she's not wrong. No, yeah. he, he does suck. <laughs> yeah, he no, she's not wrong. he He's kind of more set in, like, coasting. Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. really trying to do anything special with these guys. I think he's still I think he's still kind of trying to hold on being a player. I mean, well, it's just know. that yeah. lifestyle. You're the oldest guy there with all these other young guys who are basically going from game to drinking to chasing ass to, you know, it's just it's one nonstop party. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like it, it reminds me of, you know, I didn't tour all over the place, but even just the little bit, little tours I did feel this way. Like, it's just a fucking blur, and you're just mm-hmm. going hotel to hotel or just sleeping in the van or and just drinking and chasing chasing ass. And Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's basically what they do all fucking movies. They drink, chase ass, and fucking um, play some hockey. So, yeah. uh, we're Fuck all... yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't understand why this movie's popular. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What is up? I am speaking to you from a different timeline. Not not really. It's just a little bit after I recorded this episode. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about the Odd Entity podcast. The Odd Entity. The ODD Entity podcast. So this show is your bi-weekly foray into the weird, wonky, and sometimes straight-up spooky. Join host Janine Mercer as she leads you down the twisted pathways of history and tackles tales of the paranormal, weird historical people and practices, and so much more. The Identity Podcast, a proud member of the Pod Moth Media Network, the same sons of bitches that love my show. It can be found on Twitter and Instagram by following at Identity. that's O-double-D's, you know you like them, E-N-T-I-T-Y pod, O-double-D-E-N-T-I-T-Y pod, and uh, it's available wherever you binge your podcast. So just find the damn podcast and check it out. God damn it! So uh, we're at the team bus, and Lily's trying to be nice to to uh, to Braden, but by underlining all the fuck scenes in a book, I think. Is... Yeah. <laughs> well, she's just. I think what she's trying to do is just kind of be like, hey, you know, give him something to think about while he's gone, and then when he comes back, you know, hey, okay. Yeah, Game cause, on. Yeah, because it looks like he's. I think it is like a. We find out a little later, but I think it is some kind of weird. He just doesn't want. He's not interested in being intimate with her or anything like that. And it might be because she dresses like a farmer's hand or a ranch. And she's and yeah. she's drunk all the time. And she's yeah. drunk all the time. It's just not attractive. Um, and then uh, he tells her to go back in the van, and Reggie continues to feel like Brayden might be gay or something because <laughs> he kind of gives him a stare. Then uh, the Hanson bros come through, and the team's already fucking shitting on them. 
Um, I think Johnny says, uh, what did the old man trade for these assholes? A used puck bag? <laughs> and I'm like, damn. <laughs> I love that line. So good. He has this, like, fucking pimp hat on in that scene. <laughs> so good. And uh, Joe also jumps on the bus, and the guys are wondering, why the fuck is this guy here? Because I don't think he ever goes on the road trips. And he's looking suspicious as fuck. The guys are playing cards on the bus, and they're continuing to shit on the franchise, and Reggie's, like, really getting suspicious about Joe. He's like, he knows he's up to something. And eventually we do get to the locker room. The guys are getting in uniform. They find out that um, this one dude, Oglethorpe, who we hear his name a lot uh, <laughs> for a while without seeing him, and he's this, like, super notorious goon. And everyone's like, well, fuck, we're going to lose. And then, like, what is it, like the fucking stick boy or whatever you want to call them? Uh, he's like, no, he's suspended. They're like, well, fuck, maybe we're going to win this game. <laughs> I just like how they all kind of like, well, you know, who knows? We might win. Uh, so then Joe walks through and says like 10 words to the team, like a real fucking bastard. Like, yeah, y'all do good. Y'all just kick some ass out there. <laughs> he just like walks right through. And uh, the Hansons are putting foil on their hands for some reason. And then Braden overhears Joe on the phone saying that um, the mill is closing and he's looking for a good front office job, and that's why he made the trip so he could have like a meeting with the, I think, I guess the franchise that they're at right now. You don't know why they're putting yeah. the foil on? No. So why? they so they can fight when they take their gloves off. They'll have exposed foil oh. on their knuckles, but they'll be all taped up. And when they punch you, that's gonna slash you up. It's gonna cut you. Holy yeah, shit. Well, they don't fuck around. Yeah, and the thing is, at this point, we didn't know. If they could even play, yeah, but we do find out these guys are something else. So, (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. They might actually be our word, but, like, savants. Yeah, yeah, they're the Rain Man of hockey. (laughs) (laughs) But that part of Rain Man where he's screaming and thrashing. (laughs) Yeah, where he gets real strong. Uh, So, the 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 whole scene... Uh, Jesus Christ. I love the whole scene. I love the whole scene where Reggie's trying to pep. He's like trying to give the team a pep talk, and then the heads is like, "Yeah, fuck!" Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we team... got a lot of losses. <laughs> <laughs> They're team players. Yeah, they've got a lot of spirit. Oh my Let's... god, dude! Like. At first, when they first came through, I was like, oh, man, they're going to, like, muck up the movie. Because I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be just doing bits after bit. But I loved them more and more as the movie goes on. <laughs> like, I fell in love with these dudes. Uh, so the game, kicks, <laughs> the game kicks off, and the team is playing like garbage, of course. Uh, Braden lets the team know that um, what Joe was doing at the game. And Reggie rushes to speak to Joe when he says, this is the last season. It's going to be announced tomorrow. <laughs> so he's fucking bummed out. The players are all huddled in the hotel room. Which I love all the scenes where they're just kind of all hanging out. And you eventually start kind of getting to know all of them. They all have pretty distinct personalities. Um, you got, like, the horny guy that wears sunglasses everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a, a cut-rate Warren Oates or something. Yeah, totally. And, I, 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 that guy, so he, so Daniel, the more you watch, you're going to see that guy in an episode of Miami Vice, which might be on a mini bin coming up soon. Oh shit! Okay, He's, he pops up. Uh, a lot of these actors, um, a lot of them could skate. Some of them are hockey players, but um, a lot of them couldn't. Uh, so you'll see a lot of these guys sprinkled throughout like seventies and eighties movies. In fact, that guy with the glasses, Daniel, you should recognize him from Dead Bang. He was the sheriff who was like, "Get the steak sandwich." Oh yeah, get the French fries. That's the he same looks guy. Young. Holy shit! Yeah, he looks I mean, a little younger. 
Yeah, because it was a while. Because he looks like a million years old, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's that part where he has his shirt off, and he's like pretty fucking. They're all ripped, like they're all jagged, ripped. But also, it's like, man, like these guys are all fucked up. They're like cocaine ripped, where you're just not really eating, and you're just doing crunches at night. Mm Um, something I was listening to, have you ever heard of, uh, the Rialto Report podcast? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about seventies, like the golden era, seventies and eighties porn. And, uh, there is a porn star, his name is Jeffrey Hurst. He actually auditioned to be in Slapshot and then realized, oh wait, I don't know how to skate. And so he uh, he took a two-week crash course from someone he knew who was a speed skater. They taught him how to ice skate. And then when he got to the auditions, he saw all these, like, jagged-ass dudes who were, like, doing circles and shit. And he goes, oh, I never practiced with a stick. <laughs> oh, shit. And he's like, yeah, safe to say I didn't get the role. Well, there's an- another funny thing in this. Uh, I don't know if you – the player who has dentures – you see him take his teeth out in the oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. He um, when they did the you know they did like a casting call. They had people come in and try out for the movie, and then they gave callbacks for all the actors to come to set. Like you know, a couple days later. Well, he didn't get a call. He just showed up. He like bullshitted his way into a role in the movie. It's like, well, you called me, and wow. they, and they gave him a part. That's awesome, dude. That is magical, <laughs> man. That is some skills. So uh, Reggie eventually runs into the Hansons um, playing with their race car toy, which is it just looks terribly sad, to be honest. And uh, it's weird. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. And it turns what, the slot cars. Yeah. Well, just watching these guys do it is just fucking weird to me. <laughs> Robbie's going to cut in. He's going to be like, well, before we had video games, this is what we were playing. This was our Forza. <laughs> I love slot cars, actually. This is our, this is our need for speed. <laughs> It really was. Yeah. We we go into the next room and here's Tim and and uh, Robbie playing slot cars. You know, hey, this was this was a huge improvement over Hot Wheels where they just rolled down a hill. The, the, <laughs> I'll give you the that. orange track. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. Way better than fucking Hot Wheels. So uh, it turns out that Reggie goes out to get a booty call, and this scene disturbed me, guys. I never ever thought I would see the mom from A Christmas Story's titties. <laughs> But then you nice sit there, and, but you're like, damn, Darren McGavin's got some game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also the fact that, damn, I can't think I was trying to fuck a lamp when he had those paired, like, wave from it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what was I don't know. I don't know, man. You see the same things every day. Sometimes, you know. Why? <laughs> what, 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 what's the saying? Why yeah. go out for hamburgers when you got steak at home? Oh, God. Uh, you know, famously, Paul Newman got in trouble for saying that. <laughs> in an interview, that that exact quote is yeah. Paul Newman Are you said serious? About, yeah, about Joanne Woodward, and he got called out. You know that that was a uh, insensitive thing to say. You know, uh, uh, Joanne Woodward. She gave an interview not too long ago because she's still alive, and yeah. she gave an interview talking about her and Paul. And she was like, you know, the thing about having a relationship last as long as ours was, and and, and how good it was is. You always got to make sure that you can, you know, your partner can make you laugh and that you can make your partner laugh. And then she was also like, but you also have to have some animalistic lust. And it was like, holy shit. And you got to really like ranch. And uh, (laughs) so so the whole point of this scene is um, this this chick. um, I don't remember her name. um, 
I don't I don't have it anywhere. But basically, she mentions like she she's married, but she's realized that she's lesbian, and she uses she uses dyke as the word, uh, which I guess was used a lot yeah. more back then. And um, and apparently, she hasn't had sex with a guy in a long time. But you know what? It's Paul Newman, baby. Like it's yeah. hard to say no. So, <laughs> but she she's the one who called him. He didn't call her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting. But it also seems to be an intentional sort of thing because the next night he's playing against the team oh, that yeah. her husband plays on. So I think it, you know, she's intentionally fucking with her husband. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And, uh, yeah, he does. He's like, um, he's one of those guys he finds, he's like the Detroit Pistons. Like, yeah, maybe they may not have as much talent, but they are going to find sneaky-ass shitty ways to get a W. Um, and so, uh, we see a couple of kids fighting over a TV. We're at, um, Dickie Dunn's house, uh, which is played yeah. by that really great character actor. I, his name is Emmett Walsh. Emmett Walsh, who is absolutely awesome. He's like so recognizable. This is like maybe one of the younger versions of him yeah. I've seen. And he, um, we see that Reggie's sporting a turtleneck and chain with a fucking giant emblem on it. It is go- the, the, the yeah. shit that Reggie wears throughout the whole movie is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. I want to be this guy in the 70s. Yeah. He's so dope. He could, he could be in Superfly. You he know? totally could be. Like, holy shit. He's white Superfly. Yeah. <laughs> Superfly for Rob, a white guy. Robbie's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Basically, he talks to this guy, and he he talks to a little bit. He talks a little bit about the maybe the team could go to Florida and you know get bought by you know a franchise there where they can entertain all the older people that don't have hockey around there because it's Florida and it's just not as big of a thing there. So that's when that whole thing comes up. I, I'm guessing that that Reggie kind of brewed all that up, or did he hear? No, 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 no. So he realizes that the team's going to get sold, so he's got to do something to save the team. This is all a yep. lie. He he cooked this all up in his oh, head, okay. and he knew because Dickie Dunn, you know, that's is right. a, he's got his you know finger on the pulse. He's going to use him, and that's why he sucks him in because he says we're gonna we're gonna you know make a bunch of money, and then they're going to realize oh we can't sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's a scheme. Um, and and that's why, and I think. Uh, Dickie Dunn says something like, well, he asked, why would anybody in the right mind buy a fifth-place team? And Reggie's like, well, that's going to change. So yeah. he's going to start putting in some work. So this is, yeah, this is when he tells that they're at the game. He tells the goalie that his wife is a lesbian. Um, and I think he also mentions he fucked her. I think he does. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the goalie gets fucking pissed. He chases after him. He starts beating the shit out of him. I love when he's when he rides or not rides when he skates away. And he goes, "She's a lesbian, a lesbian." <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like calling out like it's an announcement for like there's a war coming or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and that you know I think um, Ned ends up scoring a goal, and he's like all pissed off because he was like that was an easy one. Like you, you know, yeah. we won because we we kind of found a sneaky ass shady way to win yeah. and. Yeah, it was a garbage win. Yeah, it was a garbage. I'm like, fuck you, Ned. Damn, a W is a W, bitch. And uh, <laughs> oh, so we know who's a Pistons fan here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was that kid. If there was a, I, I was never gonna really cheat, but there was a slight little loophole. I probably will take advantage of it. Uh, <laughs> Competitive edge. That's all it is. Yeah, man. like kind of, kind of. I remember in middle school we. Um, when we were playing soccer, 
we definitely injured a goalie on purpose so we could win because he was one of the best in the district and yeah Holy shit when i was in middle school as a goalie i got injured and i always thought it was on purpose oh you were that little san antonio kid <laughs> yep i was on loan <laughs> your dad said go learn about mexicans <laughs> go to texas not mexico yeah yeah get a little bit of the tex-mex you know yeah and i want you to come back in boots rattlesnake boots I see, I see Daniel running at me, you know, like little nine-year-old Daniel with Liberty Spikes. <laughs> Going, ay! <laughs> Is that your grito? Oh, my God, Charlie. Hey, man, I just I can't roll my R's. What do you want from me? <laughs> and then we, this is, by the way, uh, I think both of y'all will respect this. Reggie drives a dope-ass GTO, I believe. Yes, he does. Damn. You know, Robbie's got a little information on this car. Oh, yeah. yeah, the the car was uh, has been restored, and in 2017 they had what I think was the 40th anniversary of the movie. The car was prominently featured in, uh, uh, Johnstown. Is that yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah, and and so the car has been restored, fixed up, uh, returned, you know, to its original condition. Uh, it's a pretty sweet ride, actually. Dude, it is mm. fucking gorgeous, and he and, and then it has Paul Newman in it, so it just looks fucking awesome. Um, yeah. so, uh, then we, we, he sees Lily cause he gets out of, he sees Lily walking around and he wants to go talk to her and he, like the whole movie, he's just very much wanting to somehow help her out. And we see that the, the town actually has a statue of Airbud. Uh, he saved the town from a flood in 1938. <laughs> Airbud does it again. <laughs> I like the idea of a movie of Airbud where he saves a town from a flood. Holy shit. That would be amazing. Um, no, but apparently it's some fucking dog. I, when I first saw it, I was like, holy shit, this town is so shitty. They don't even have humans to honor. I think <laughs> I think there actually is based on a true story, though. Oh, it is? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, well, let me look that up. Johnstown. So, like, the dog just went, like, door to door. There's a flood. There's a flood about that dog there. Morley's Dog, I think is what it's called. Holy shit. Yeah, there it is. There's the statues right there. Morley's dog. On May 31st, 1889, this post-Civil War cast-iron statue was swept away by the flood wave and carried to a pile of wreckage. Oh, it's just a wreckage of dog. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Reggie hits on Lily for, again, and uh, she is not having it, and she takes off, and the guys are now in this super-looking, like, super-70s-looking bar. Um, by the way, a lot of beer drinking in this movie. I'm not sure what, if y'all are y'all drinking any beer today or any just to be in the I'm, room. I'm drinking a cider. Oh, okay. I like a good cider. <laughs> Robbie, you're probably not drinking. I know you're trying to lose like a thousand pounds. Or... <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute. Just... Wait a minute. You pulled your beer fridge out and you didn't pull a beer out. Yeah, I, I just unplugged it. Oh. I'm trying the new uh, Trejo Cerveza from Danny Trejo. Um, not bad. It's like a chill yeah. lager, Mexican lager, 4.7, so nothing too crazy. Pretty much I'll probably drink two or three, and I'll be fine. I would love to see Danny Trejo do, like, a light beer and then do an advertisement for it be like, it's light, you know, like how he <laughs> how he talks, and you're just kind of like, Danny, like, look at you with a shirt off, man. <laughs> yeah, I like a light beer. Pretty good. Uh, so... <laughs> when I'm watching my figure going to the <laughs> opera... <laughs> So uh... when I don't when I don't want to feel weighed down, that's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
they're just all watching some show. Do y'all know what this show is that's on the TV? I, I don't even... It's a soap opera of it's some so sort. It's so fucking weird. They're so no, into no, no, no. it. Are you watching... Oh, you're watching the soap opera. I thought you were talking about when he's in the hotel room and they're doing the professional bowling. Oh. No, when, no. When you actually have, like, a, a professional athlete who's lower on the rung than they are. <laughs> <laughs> Although, imagine being a bowler in the 70s. Now, that's fucking gold. I don't need to imagine it, dude. My uncles bowled semi-professionally. Oh, no shit. Still, back in the day. And still do kind of... No, they were teenagers back when this movie came out. We're talking, like, in the 90s. Like, my oh, uncle okay. actually... I think he actually did a tournament before COVID and actually, like, placed and got money. Nice. Because he's that good. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I wish that was good. I am such a bad bowler. I I mean... I try. Yeah. I'm more uh, more of a darts guy. If I if I had to pick like those sports, the drinking ones, mm-hmm. I, I'd have to go darts. I'm not that great at billiards either. I'm okay. I'm better at that than bowling. Bowling, I lose my shit. I just it just frustrates the fuck out of me. Oh yeah, yeah. Now here's in the late '60s and early '70s, um, professional bowlers were the highest paid athletes in America. They made twice as much as NFL players on average. <laughs> so okay, so an NFL player made eighteen thousand dollars. Or an or NHL player made eighteen thousand dollars. So yeah, so a bowler was probably making what do you think, Robbie? Like thirty six or forty thousand a year. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm reading something right uh, a website right now and said that some of the very first million dollar athlete contracts were professional bowlers. Holy shit! So I take back my conversation starter about being on the lowest rung. Yeah, they were fucking mad pimping. Holy shit. Imagine being a millionaire and you have a beer gut and you're just like, fuck yeah, bitch. Yes, I I can imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on, man. Look at, like, the football players. Like, look at the first Super Bowl and they're all smoking cigarettes in the halftime. that's true. And they're drinking soda. It's like, come on, man. Like, it was a different time. Why do you think Joe Namath looked 60 in 1975? I know. You know? It it wasn't all that ass, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... This is when the rumor shows up because in the newspaper there's an article about the team possibly getting uh, going through negotiations to get sold to Florida, to some franchise in Florida, and everyone gets all excited, blah, blah, blah. Then there's some dudes that are talking mad shit about the team uh, leaving because, well, pretty much everyone hates them. They're just like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. We don't care about you anyway. Like, fuck off. Um, and it's game day once again, and Reggie is uh, leaning over the sink. And I was like, is he feeling his age, or does he just feel bad that he's lying to the team? I think maybe it's that. Because uh, I was at feeling first, his age. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just because he, he's kind of leaning over the sink, and he looks kind of shitty, and he's um, he tells. I think this. I think this is where he's starting to real, to realize that he's going to manipulate the yeah. team. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna. He's he's gonna play with their emotions with what he's gonna do. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And Dave kind of asks him what's going on. He just, he makes up like he's just pissed that everyone calls him Gray Bush and because <laughs> he's like an old ass fucking hockey player. And of course, the game starts and uh, we get a killer mustache on this dude named Barkley. <laughs> I just have that written down because I just had to. The mustache is amazing. So just mm-hmm. you know, congratulations, Barkley. Uh, he's freaking huge, by the way. And then uh, Reggie tells him uh, he got traded, and Barkley comes back with, you're too old to play this game, bitch. And uh, Dave gets mad, and they start fighting. Dave gets like – and Dave is like actually kind of a nice guy, so it's really interesting to see him getting all into the hardcore brawl. 
And yeah, he gets his lip busted. There's blood everywhere. I love the scene where he's getting his fucking mouth so or his lips sewed up. With, and he's still talking shit yeah. while they're sewing like, his lip up. You, man. <laughs> and then he goes back out and he keeps fighting him. So yeah, Dave uh, makes a name for himself. Um, mm. So yes, it's and if you go, go ahead. If you watch that, so when they when they're first fighting and they go over the railing into the into the bleachers. Uh, you see the refs come up because they're going to grab their feet and you see them kind of cock back because they're swinging their feet, you know, with the blades. Yeah. And you actually see one of the refs touch the blade with his hand. Oof. And it's Oof. right before they cut, his hand touches the blade as it's swinging. And it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. That yeah. may have cut. <laughs> yeah. They may have had to literally cut that because someone got cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so that this gives the opportunity finally because Dave gets kicked out of the game. So now it's time for the brothers Hanson to head out, and the Hanson boys go out, and it turns out that they're just a bunch of fucking seek and destroy goons, and it's awesome. They're just super cheap about it, too, like fucking low-cutting, swiping fools. <laughs> like, dude, like straight up going at people's knees and fucking just sweeping them. Like, holy shit. Um, mm. By the way, let me say the stunts in this movie are pretty fucking amazing. Like, a lot of these hits look pretty legit on the ice. Yeah. Um, so I will give them that. And, uh, I think a lot of it kind of has to do with the fact that most of these guys are hockey players, so they, they would know how to hit, and it would almost make you think that maybe some of the stunt guys are people they know who are willing to fall down for 40 bucks a day. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. Yeah. I mean, you got pads on. They know how to fall on the ice, so and they, yeah. they make it look fucking dope. Um, sportscaster guy mentions to bring the kids... Uh, to bring the kids to these games as all this fucking blood fest and There's fun for the whole family. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and then one of them hits the shit out of the puck and it hits the guy that looks like my old geology professor, which is fucking funny. <laughs> the organ player. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, to me, like, this is when the movie starts really fucking rolling for me. Like, it just got better and better and better. Um, this movie never, like... It has, like, some chill moments, but it doesn't really let up because even the chill moments, they don't last that long. There's a lot of really short scenes, just bep, 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 like, back-to-back. Back. Uh, mm -hmm. So it actually moves pretty fast for being, like, almost two hours, right? Or it's about two hours long. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it goes pretty quick. And there is, I mean, like you said, there are chill moments where it's, you know, uh, bits of story that are peppered in that you should be paying attention to. Yeah. But they keep your attention. Exactly. Uh, and eventually, uh, the Hanson brothers uh, get kicked out, and they quickly become fan favorites because they're basically wrestlers on ice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Danny uh, hates playing in Charleston, and there's a scene where it's really quick, but he goes <clears throat> up to speak to Joe, and <laughs> he just asks him, who's owner, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all broken. <laughs> and uh, Joe... Tries to correct him, but he goes back down to speak to, speak to Reg, and Reg is like, "God damn it, dude! Just let me go do this." <laughs> and so, yeah. So then the next scene, I think they're watching the ice capades or some shit. I don't know. Like they're watching a bunch of ladies dance, and sunglasses is being a real fucking perv. <laughs> I like how he flicks yeah. his tongue because I have a buddy who does. Oh, that. he does do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I have a buddy who does that, and he'll like look at you know women, and he'll just be like, eh, you know. <laughs> and he, yeah, I mean, he's he's a great friend of mine, but I just love how much of a scumbag he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, man, I can't see their breasts because they're all covered up with feathers. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> They, they should cut it a little higher. You can see more yeah. of the ass. 
<laughs> he, he can't see their jugs. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> jugs. Yeah, I said breasts because I'm, I'm a proper man. Yeah. And, uh, Come on, Daniel. You got a subscription to jugs in your apartment. Don't lie. Uh, I mean, I may have found some. I think I maybe found some of my dad's old <laughs> junk <laughs> magazines. You're like reading your dad's magazines, and in the corner, he says, "I want to see more jugs." He's written it down in pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Dad. Me too. <laughs> so uh, one of them apparently uh, was Oglethorpe's. Uh, he had sex with her or something like that, and for some reason, Reggie looks like, "Oh, I want to fuck her now," <laughs> which is weird. But yeah. hey. I guess like, you're kind of looking for groupies uh, in the hockey. Most sports, you're kind of looking for the right groupies. Well, I also wonder too if it's it's that like that conquest Getting game. In the head. Of, oh, okay. Well, yeah. How am I going to find another way to fuck with him? You right. know. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna go get another beer, guys. Give me uh, one minute, really quick. Son of a bitch. I know. If y'all gotta take a piss, yeah. go take a piss. I just found Daniel a vintage Coors windbreaker. Nice. Los Compañeros Rodeo Committee Man Core. <laughs> it's $112. God damn. Wow. It's from the 70s. This thing is sweet. Mm. I'll set this shit over. Uh, all right. All so, right. what movie? Oh, oh, you already said it. Never mind. Hey, Daniel, I'm going to send you this jacket I just found. I think you should get it. It's a windbreaker. From the seventies, it's a, a vintage Coors windbreaker. Holy shit! Is it on eBay yeah. or what? It's on eBay and it's in Spanish on the back. Holy shit! And it's a large. I think it'll fit you. Ooh, not uh, oh damn! Look at that fucking link. Holy shit! It's bigger than yeah. my dick. Campaneros <laughs> <laughs> Rodeo. Okay, so it was a, it was like a rodeo, and this guy's the committee guy, so it must have been sponsored. Yeah, that's fucking cool, man. You should just wear that and go around the San Antonio Rodeo and be like, yeah, baby, I put this on. That actually would be great. Look at that. swing. They're called Swingster Jackets, the guys that the company that made them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're like, the life I'm trying to live here. Yeah. I feel like back in the 70s, maybe you would wear a special jacket so they knew you were down to swing. It's like, oh, look, he has it on. You just got to know, man. You just got to throw it out there. <laughs> um, Damn. I don't know where the fuck we were. Uh, I think we were getting to the... So, uh, so the jugs. movie opens. <laughs> oh, we were getting to the... Uh, we're on the bus, and Reggie mentions that they got beer on the bus from, from the owner. Like, he's making up more shit. He's like, oh, yeah, the owner sent us this beer, and, um, you know, they like the fact that we're winning, and if we keep winning, we're more likely to get moved to Florida. And and then all of a sudden the boosters come through, which are basically just a bunch of groupies. <laughs> and uh, there's some ladies that have like the the fucking big old like glasses with the the nose. And one of the Hanson goes, one of the Hanson says, "You look like my mother." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk about the twins with the huge jugs. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna give you that. <laughs> oh well, thank you. <laughs> So then uh, we get a scene at the hotel, and Reggie's uh, on the phone. But I can't remember what the conversation he was having. I was distracted by the Hansons beating up the hotel owner. But uh, there was some shit going oh, on. Oh, yeah. They were starting a bunch of shit. But, yeah, he was ta- he was kind of telling them about their next move. Because I think he was talking to – I don't think he was talking to Dickie here. But he was talking to someone else, and they were talking about their next move. And then he asked about his wife. That's hey, right. Hey, you seen Francine? Yeah. 
Yeah, because oh yeah, because he right. saw Francine earlier. Um, I think they were hanging out with those Ice Capades chicks, and he saw mm-hmm. Francine leave in a Porsche. In a Porsche with another guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with a rich white. So like, yeah, that's dangerous. Like, this guy's got a nice car. <laughs> Guys. Well, I mean, come, come on, man. In a town where it's mostly blue-collar steel mill workers, you're not driving a port. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get your ass kicked for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just like, might as well just piss on their faces if you're going to do that. I know. That car probably cost a cool twelve grand, brand new. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, for sure. And so uh, the game starts, and after winning five games in a row, the guys actually have fans now, which is awesome. But goddamn, they don't even get past the warm up of skiing. They're just going in circles, just warming up, and fucking the Hansons, man. Boom. Yeah. These these guys are way better than the Umbop Hansons. Like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm gonna play the Umbop song as this little scene unfolds. Uh, and there's like this big old fight, and then they start playing the Star Spangled Banner, and maybe one of the best scenes of the fucking movie happens where uh, the ref is like obviously fired up and yeah. he just cannot fucking wait to tell these guys off and to tell them because he had already kicked them out the last time so he in the middle of the star spangled banner he goes up to them and he just tells them i i'm on a clean game here this is my fucking plan like if y'all do this again y'all are gonna get suspended and then one of the heads is just like i'm listening to the fucking song <laughs> yeah i'm listening to the fucking song <laughs> which i think because because a lot of these players are also canadians so i wonder if they went over the line and they're in canada Oh, and they were doing like a dual kind of uh, um, like a dual because remember when they're doing the fashion show and she goes, if I can read the card correctly, he hails from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, which is a real town. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> could imagine being from there. Um, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the Moose Jaw people are great. So then uh, we see we see Reggie. Daniel, you you have no fans there. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. They're like this guy. You don't even understand him. Uh, so we see Reggie on the phone, and he calls his wife, and someone else may have answered because all of a sudden it, it hangs up. That's probably yeah. Porsche guy. And I think because they're winning, he's thinking she'll take him back because uh, he's like, hey, look, I'm kind of worth the shit now. And uh, at, while this is happening, uh, there's a dude just be- – the, the tour bus driver is hitting the side of the bus with a sledgehammer so it looks mean <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> Now, I'm sure Robbie knows about this driver. Do you know uh, his backstory in real life? No. He actually was a bus driver for uh, the hockey team that uh, the the writer's brother, which is Ogie Oglethorpe. That's her brother. That's Nancy Dowd's brother. Oh, that's her brother. He's the bus driver for the team. And all the shit he wears, like the swastika helmet and all that stuff, that's all his. That's shit he (laughs) would do. Yeah, so he... Is larger than life. I'm pretty sure he influenced some of the script too. Yeah, I did notice that swastika helmet at some point. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. If this movie, that's if this a, movie wasn't already super white, it just got really white. That's a choice. That's a, that's a, that's a fashion choice. So, uh, so Dave says he wants to change his um, his name to Killer, and Reggie just lies to him in the face and says that it has a nice ring to it. Killer's like what you name a, a Rottweiler, like. <laughs> The fuck, but I think, but I think that's what a sweet kid like you know Dave Carlson would think is tough. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be called Killer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Call me Casey Jones. I don't want that swastika hat, but yeah. Actually, Casey Jones is a dope ass character name. Love that name. Uh, So then, (laughs) Ned hates all this like goon style play, 
and he tells uh, Reg that he'll never goon it up for him. And Reggie's like, well, cool, that's fine. I'll just bench you. And he's like, I'll take it. They never really, like, I was like, wait, I was like, at some point they're going to have some huge blow up. But, you know, it takes a little bit. Um, The bus stops to meet up with the boosters, uh, which are really just, like I said, groupies. They jump on. They start getting naked. Winning is awesome. (laughs) Because, man, shit has changed for this team within, like, a few wins. They win, like, six games. And, man, they are, like, the talk of the town. They get to a city where a bunch of town folk are protesting the team. And they pass by the the booster and the team bus pass by them. And they're just all mooning. And we just get a bunch of assholes and butt cheeks. Uh, I honestly couldn't tell which ones were women and men. It was just so much ass. I was was like, all right. Uh, So uh, (laughs) I do love the idea of, like, I feel like almost any protest, this will shut up everybody pretty quickly. (laughs) If you just have, like, fucking 50 people. You know what? It worked in Braveheart. It did work. (laughs) It did work in Braveheart. Uh, So we're back in in the hockey game, and we see this one fan who keeps talking shit about the Hansons. Uh, and uh, they have their glasses taped up now because they have been just beating the shit out of people this whole time. And the dude throws some shit, like keys or something, at one of the Hanson brothers, and it hits his glasses off. And, man, we fucking go down. i never seen anyone jump the fucking, like, glass plasticky shit or whatever that protective screen shit is. Like, they jump up on over that and chase them into the... This is basically the Indiana Pacers game. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I love the bit where the brother doesn't have his glasses on. So he's just going up to guys and fuck, fucking them up. And then the brother goes, no, it's that guy. No, 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 the other one. No, 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 maybe it's him. It's so good, man. And uh, they eventually do get the fucking asshole that threw that shit. Um, by the way, you know, this past NBA season, like, there was a lot of that shit popping off. Like, a bunch of really, real fucking brave uh, fans throwing shit on players and stuff. Man, if it just it just would take one or two times for them to get knocked the fuck out in games, I don't think yeah. anyone would ever do that again. I think yeah. they really need to reel back all these safety rules in sports. I think they really need to go back to their roots and start beating the shit out of people again. <laughs> I think they'd have better uh, ratings, you know? I, you're right. Like, like, come on. I mean, like, I remember watching back, I think it was like 2004, I was watching the series between uh, the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees when fucking Don Zimmer ran out and then he threw his ass on the ground and oh, then yeah. everybody came out. I remember watching that and then there was like a Red Sox fan fighting with a Yankees fan in the stands and I'll never forget watching him get cuffed and him look at somebody and you could read his mouth and he goes, fuck you, like that on TV <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is the best. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. It's just not doesn't happen as much anymore. It's just everything's yeah. getting super soft with sports. It's like, wasn't it the point of sports to be like aggressive? I don't understand. I'm confused. Um, and so then eventually the Hansons are all <laughs> the uh, the Hansons get super excited because hey, the cops are here to pick them up. Yeah, they're like, oh, cool. They're like, oh, and like someone tells him, like, yeah, you'll you'll get in, and they'll give you one free phone call. And he's like, oh, we'll order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these dudes are the best. They need their own cartoon. And uh, <laughs> Joe heads to the county jail to try and, and get the Hansons out of prison. And he's trying to lower the bail because it's like 250 bucks each <laughs> or some shit. And uh, Reggie says, um, oh, I think I think Reggie says something like, 
you got to let these guys out. They're basically folk heroes. And the cop says they're criminals. He's like, well, most folk heroes start at, start off as criminals. <laughs> like, holy shit. And uh, they get him out. There's everyone cheering. That's when we see the fucking Nazi helmet out of fucking nowhere. Uh, they get on the bus. And the ladies are... We get with the ladies. We see... Oh, by the way, throughout the film, like they show, like I guess, a couple of the, the wives or something. They're like always at the right. games. Mm-hmm. And they're very, like... You know how a hawk, whatever you would imagine a fucking, I guess like a desperate housewife. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, they also they speak to each other, but they don't listen to what they're no. saying. Like they just continue their own conversations with them, right. and they're all like, yeah, like they're all just kind of like, yeah, everything is fine, everything is great, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, what? Yeah, they're just like drones. Like they never look at each other in their eyes. Like uh, I guess if they look too long, they'll probably start like breaking down or some shit they're just barely holding on mm-hmm. yeah. and uh i i think that's the part where they start talking about how much they drink or some shit like that and uh it's 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 good stuff and then uh reggie talks about uh his wife and he tells lily that that brayden treats her like shit uh, oh because i think um at some point brayden gets out of the bus to avoid lily and then the bus right. arrives and lily realizes that he's not on there and she gets pissed and takes off in her van and reg just jumps in like i was like didn't you remember the last time you were in that van why the fuck yeah. would you go back in and uh yeah that doesn't stop him he goes in there and he starts talking to her and she's not having it she she starts crying and shit like that he's like ugh. <laughs> I was hitting on you, but now it's over. <laughs> Gotta go. Just let just let me out here. <laughs> you know what? Just just stop. Yeah. <laughs> but uh... you're supposed to cry after, baby. <laughs> uh... Uh, use tears for lube, to quote Candace. Oh, Jesus. oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, then the the Hansons meet uh, Dickie Dunn, and I love that. Because they're, like, at a bar or something, and they're like, oh, look, this is Dickie Dunn. He's the one that wrote that story about y'all. They're just like, well, I don't know. We can't read. <laughs> <laughs> you want a white Avenger? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Denny's with, like, this pharmacist lady, um, and she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, like, get you some really good fucking painkillers together. I'm like, damn, that's the <laughs> 70s, baby. Yeah. Holy shit. That's, uh, that's Paul Newman's daughter from his first marriage. What? She's gorgeous. I know. I think she runs the uh, the Newman's own now. Damn, she's doing all right then. She's got to be like what in her sixties? No, she's older than that. I think, guys. I think she. Yeah, I think she's yeah, 70s. like in her late sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then Reggie sees his wife across the street, and he chases her. He plays it off and runs it like he kind of like tries to play it off and run into her. And she's such she's so kind of rude because like earlier when they talked, she said that he's a garbage coach, and then uh, she sees him. And he, she says, "You look a thousand years old." Like, god damn! <laughs> Jesus, I mean, who kicks Paul Newman in the fucking chicklets like that? This chick has the nerve, man. But I mean, come on, man. She's being honest with him. Everybody else is bullshitting him and this and that, and she's just kind of like. You look a million years old, man. Calm, slow down. Yeah, it's true. You Everyone know? else kind of blows smoke up his ass, and you know, because that's the thing too. Is with I mean, with Paul Newman, he's the oldest guy on the team. There's always going to be a younger guy showing up, yeah. you know. So he's got to prove he's the swinging deck, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she tells him that she's leaving town, and uh, that they should probably go ahead and get divorced at this point. She says it's super casual. 
she's like, maybe it's time, you know, let's, let's get that big old divorce. And um, he looks so sad. And she even says, oh, you look sad. Well, no shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, she says, I'll message you when I get settled. I'm sorry. But after all that, I'd be like, you know what? You're dead to me. Uh, <laughs> I am not one to like, if, if, if you feel it's over, then I will turn the page. That is, I'm just one of those people. Um, maybe I just don't know what love is. <laughs> wow. I'm dead inside. Sorry, ladies. Uh, I, I know a few of you are listening. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm capable of love. Uh, <laughs> to myself. <laughs> I yeah. want to know what love is. Uh, so, uh, by the way, was the Charlton, Charleston Chew made in Charleston? So anyway, we get a scene with, with Joe and Reggie, and uh, he's not in the best mood. Uh, they talk about some dude named Jackie and how shit-faced he was or some shit, and then Reggie basically blackmails Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Apparently there's more to Joe that we haven't been made aware of before. Which, you know, actually what I like about uh, about him as an actor, he routinely will play characters where there's a little bit of ambiguity You're about right. them. Like in um, uh, The Wild Bunch, he actually plays an openly homosexual character in the, you know, in the Wild West time. Wow. You know, and he just was kind of like, yeah, that was the choice that we made for the script. That's what we did. And it was like, damn, props on you, because that was a pretty good acting choice. Yeah, even in Cool Hand Luke, he kind of has, like, a strange demeanor about him. I, I don't... He's got that, like, southerly flamboyant yeah, southern way about flamboyant. him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure Robbie has seen, like, in older men, like, in the South. They kind of have that flamboyant, I don't know, like, way about him. Yeah, yeah there's a uh, certain sort of stylish, over-the-top. Mm-hmm. Uh, presentation. Yeah, like a swagger and a talk, and it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's almost like yeah. they're about to sing. <laughs> but <then laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so he basically blackmails him by telling him that, oh, you remember that one time where I went into your, into your hotel room and you were wearing women's clothes and you were dancing and then you tried to hit on me? Well, you know, I pretty much forgot about all that, but <laughs> I could really <laughs> I, use that owner's <laughs> number. <laughs> I love how he goes. He's like, it's. He's like, it's natural. I don't care who's gay anymore. It's out there. Whatever. He's like, you know, that's me. That's the new me. I don't care. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess he, you know, he probably freaked out at the time. He was young, and he's like, yeah, now it's the seventies, baby. Like, well. But what's funny is when he had sex with the mom from a Christmas story a couple scenes prior. <laughs> yes. She asked him, "Have you ever wanted to have sex with a man?" And he goes, "No." No, he's like I. I'm in the locker room. There's cocks everywhere. Girls are swinging around. Yeah, he's like, no, women's bodies. They're beautiful. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) let's face it. Yeah, guys, uh, not great. Uh, So, so, so Red, you're like me. I got to look at myself every morning. God, I know. Just like Jesus. Why does anyone want this? Uh, So then, uh, Reg goes to speak to uh, the sportscaster again, and. Uh, I love. By the way, I love that they basically record on a small coffee table, and this is supposed to be a professional studio, ro- radio studio. And uh, the reporter asks him um, about the sell of the Chiefs and everything, and he just kind of bullshits about it. And then Reggie puts a fucking bounty on the Syracuse coach and chief Tim McCracken. Uh, was it like? Did the Saints guy get suspended or like <laughs> for doing that shit back in like? Like, I don't know, like a little more than 10 years ago or something. 
But damn, different time, man. Yeah, different time. Yeah. But I mean, not that much different time because Strother Martin is uh, pissed, fucking fired up. Holy shit, he went full fucking Strother Martin in that scene where he's just yelling at him, like, "What the fuck?" Is like, holy shit. <laughs> and uh, David calls Reggie or killer, and uh, he refers to himself as killer. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that bounty." And then I think is this where like Lily comes over? I think. Yeah, because he's trying <laughs> yeah, to fall she... asleep. He's trying to take a fucking nap. This guy's like fucking getting older. He he needs. Yeah. A, I need a nap now, and I'm not going to get my ass kicked on a hockey rink. So, I would imagine, yeah, if you're Paul Newman and you're trying to still play hockey, yeah, you probably need a little nap. And they keep fucking bothering him. He gets up. He opens the door. Lily just rushes in, and she has this giant fucking Saint Bernard Beethoven looking motherfucker with her. And it is so funny because. Uh, Reg says, yeah, I just want to make sure I get some sleep. And he looks back, and the fucking Beethoven is just laid out on the damn bed. <laughs> yeah. Fucking shit. Uh, although we do, we also do see that Paul Newman didn't wear shorts often. Those legs are pale as a motherfucker. Holy shit. Um, and... <laughs> Come on, man. Not much sun gets under that leather leisure suit. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's like full protection right there. Um, so, yeah. So then... I guess Lily decides to hang out with him. I don't. I don't even know what's really happening with that. What is he? Her new dad. I think so. Yeah. I think she's. Yeah. Um, I think she's more. Uh, I, I'm probably wrong in saying this, but I think she's a lot more naive than she comes off as being because she's just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna do it right, you know. And she's like moving in with him, and he's kind of like, uh, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, because she's you like know? ready to like make him food and shit. Like she's like. Rent a housewife or some shit. I also thought that there was part of it that she's trying to think of the thing that will most piss off Braden. So, like, who is the person that, you know, that, you know, Braden doesn't agree with that would be Reggie. So Mm -hmm. she's going to move in with Reggie. Yeah, because they're they're like Kobe and Shaq of the team. You know, there's a lot of, you know, tension. So then uh, Reg arrives at the game and there's like, straight up fights happening outside the stadium with civilians like holy shit uh and then he has an ambulance just circle around the stadium for drama sake i guess uh yeah to make it look dangerous you know like (laughs) someone's gonna get hurt in this game (laughs) uh then we hear uh the my old geologist professor playing organ again and he's playing uh what is it Uh, lady of spain and reg grabs what do y'all know why is it just because it's a sad song or is that bad luck i don't even i don't know i don't know if it's, i but i it, couldn't find anything about that yeah i was curious too i was like oh i wonder if that's known for being bad luck or they were doing a bit you know but um mm-hmm. it no. sounds but sad. the the, or, the organ player is wearing a oh yeah <laughs> i noticed that oh so good so then red runs into fucking mccracken yeah i just like saying his name and uh and he he tells Reg, <laughs> I like that, you know, you know McCracken's been fucking pissed after hearing about this bounty. He's so mad. He's thinking of all these fucking insults. And all he tells Reggie is, you suck cock. <laughs> wow, bro. That's all you can fucking think of? Damn. Yeah. All I can get. <laughs> <like> a... <laughs> I mean, what else? Are you, what his... are you going to say? You can't come back with anything to piss him off other than, yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing about the actor who plays McCracken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is kind of cool that I found out. He is the model for the Marvel uh, character Wolverine. What? Yeah, 
that Wolverine was made to look like the actor who played McCracken. What a awesome. fucking weird, random-ass tidbit. So yeah. he had been in shit before, and, like, a Marvel artist, like, was like, oh, I want a Wolverine to look like that guy. Yeah, I don't know. I came across that somewhere when I was looking, you know, uh, for trivia for the movie. That, yeah, he was the model for Imagine Wolverine. if you were, like, the model for, like, Toad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, the game is starting, and the, the crowd is hype. Ned basically scores right away, and Macaken is uh, he attacks uh, immediately. Uh, he, he attacks uh, Ned, and Ned kind of acts like a San Antonio Spur man. He just kind of keeps his cool. He's he's a bigger man. He doesn't react to it, and fucking Reg is not having it. He tell he calls him a big pussy. He's the biggest pussy in the league, and. Um, uh, Ned says, well, I like pussy. And Reg says, oh, yeah? Well, that's not what I hear from your wife. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said it all. Damn, that is like something that gets said like at a fucking company barbecue and a fucking fight breaks out because holy shit. He just clocks uh, he clocks Reg right in the fucking nose. And I love it because at the time, Killer gets out and starts fighting uh, McCracken. And fucking Red just gets right back up from that punch. He's like, yeah, get I was like, holy shit. He just yeah. fucking shook that shit off. Um, and then we get this crazy kind of, this is a very, like, slapsticky scene where uh, Ned goes up to the fucking press box and he starts talking to the sportscaster guy. And he the sportscaster guy's like, oh, cool, you're coming up for an interview. Did you get benched or whatever? And he starts talking about his relationship, I guess. And um, the reporter's like, yeah, we don't want to really hear about that. He's he's like talking about sex and shit. And then the reporter says, <laughs> well, because then he tries to pull the bike away. And I think Ned uh, tells him, like, you look like a fucking idiot with your stupid fucking wig. And the reporter goes, I may be bald, but I'm not a chicken shit. <laughs> it's just insane. And then Joe tries to come and separate them because this is all happening on air live. And fucking Ned just elbows Joe in the fucking face, and he falls down the stairs. Bada big, bada boob. I don't even know how Struther Martin would ever get up from that. Uh, he killed Struther Martin. It straight yeah. up looks like he killed Wait. him. Now we've established Struther Martin is an elite athlete, so he could. Oh, that's true. You know, he could probably. He uses yeah. old swimming technique of just being yeah. aboard and not getting hurt by stairs. <laughs> and uh, Reg and Lily head to a hair salon in the next scene where uh, Francine works and he brings Lily by for a perm and he mentions that there's there's no one better than his old his old lady that can take care of her hair. This kind of seems like a scheme of some sort because he's like, yeah, I'll get you there to talk to my old lady and you'll throw in a good word because she kind of says something like, oh yeah, you know, Red said that you've gotten, like you've been really good since you've left him, like you've been really terrific. And she's like, oh, he said that? You know? So I think it's kind of a little ploy, but... Uh, oh, it most definitely is a ploy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. it doesn't work, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's trying. He's trying his best. Uh, I mean, God, why is he trying so hard? How good is Francine? I mean, Jesus. Um, I mean, you look... Okay, so you look at him. Reg is out with all these different women. He's having a good time. He's lonely. He's a lonely guy. Yeah. You know? And he's got no one to come home to at the end of the day. Oh. Uh, well, I killed the show. Thank you very much. No, I just I got a little sad because I started thinking about my life. Uh, I was going to say, you turned and you looked at the mirror right next to you and you started to cry. 
I'm I'm Reggie Dunlop. Hold on, hold on. Listen, we get Sam Kinison Dunlop. Oh, oh! Okay, I'm back. I'm back, there baby. Woo! All right, so then... Uh, so... Fuck my ear. <laughs> I tried to scream off. I'm sorry. Uh, so then... Uh, uh... I, just, I, I just imagine you on top of a woman right now going, Oh! <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine if I Sam Kinison whenever I was with a woman? Holy shit. That'd be terrifying. Can you record it? Can you record it and send it to me so I don't have to imagine it? <laughs> uh, so then, uh, after <laughs> so after that scene, we see Red waiting on the side of the road like a fucking serial killer. I was like, is he gonna kill somebody <laughs> to get this team to get sold? Uh, but no, he's just following a car because uh, he finds out who the owner is, and he meets Anita McCambridge. And he's looking to meet her husband automatically because he's figuring her husband's the owner. And she's like, nope, he is dead. Uh, I killed him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you, Reggie. <laughs> and uh, Anita says that she owns the Chiefs, and uh, which I kind of figured was going to happen. Like, once again, I was like, because, like, the team kept referring to him, he as a he and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, watch, it's going to be a woman. Well, but to be honest, that's not like an overused trope at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is 1976. Plus, I almost wonder if that explains why they were doing a bunch of bullshit like fashion shows. Maybe that wasn't so much, you know, uh, the owner, or not the owner, not the not manager's Joe, yeah. idea. That was the, the owner was saying, yeah, do this dumb shit. Yeah, go to this fashion you know? show, put on these men, men's blouses. And uh, mm-hmm. he starts to talk to Anita about what might be going on in Florida and how the cell is going. And she says it's going great. And she asks if um, if he would like – it's really weird how she kind of plays with him a little because she's like, oh, you, you, you would like Florida. And she uh, she tells him how clever he is for all this, the you know, the Dunn stories and the radio segments and bringing on the Hanson boys and uh, letting them loose and that she was actually making money for once. And she says she could get some interest, and uh, Reg is looking hype as fuck, and he's in... By the way, this is when he's wearing the dopest suit in the whole fucking movie. He's, like, in a brown leisure suit, and it looks amazing. And then Anita says she's better off uh, folding the team, uh, taking the tax loss. So she could probably sell them, but she doesn't want to sell them. And Mm -hmm. there's that part, like, probably one of the realest lines that Paul Newman says. He's like, we're human beings, you know? Like and he says it in such a pretty, like passionate way. I was like, God damn! I felt that shit. It's 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 passionate, but it's also kind of pathetic. Yeah, like he's like he's just shy of begging. Yeah, he's like, please, fuck. And Anita says that she's never she's she never even lets her kids watch the hockey games. It's like obviously she sees them as something less lesser than. I mean, she has the mentality of parents that first saw Night Trap on Sega CD, like. Oh, if you watch violence, you're going to be violent and all that bullshit. And then Reg tells her she's fucked and garbage for letting him go down, for letting them go down the drain. And she tells him that he obviously doesn't understand finance. He storms out and uh, insults her son in a way that I'd rather not repeat unless (laughs) Charlie wants to. uh, Yeah, it's bad. There is. (laughs) Are you going to do it, Robbie? No, I was going to say, Charlie, do you know any way to present this? uh... She basically emasculates her son. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna present it the way that I would if I was breaking up with a single mother. You know, I would just say that exact same way. You better get a man around the house, otherwise you're gonna find him with somebody's cock in his mouth. It's like, God damn yeah, it is holy <laughs> shit. And how old's the son like? Yeah, it was a kid. I mean it's like he was like fifteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Red. Yeah, he's just 
I mean, come on. All, like, seven-year-old kids walk like that. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You shit. <laughs> and, uh, so... But it's also... It's, it's, a, it's a fair line because, like, that's it. He knows. He's done. Everything was for nothing. Yeah. And you can't help but just now, how am I going to hurt you in the only way I know how? Yeah, and especially if he's only known yeah. her for that little moment. So I think he was just trying to undercut her, you know, as, as quickly as he could. Uh, not the best thing to hear, but hey, it's 1977. What's he going to do? Lose his fucking job? Yeah, true. Who cares, right? Right. So then uh, we get Killer, and he's uh, speaking to a sportscaster with the toupee again, and he mentions that he heard some kids. Oh, so the sportscaster says, oh, I heard some kids playing, and a kid says, hey, I'm Killer Carson, and then he hit the shit out of a kid. What do you think about that, Killer? <laughs> it's like, God damn. I love that. And uh, Killer says something about, like, hey, you know, he was probably going to hit him anyway. I mean, <laughs> he didn't need me to be his mentor for that. And um, so, yeah, he's just ba- – and then I think Killer says something about a philosophy where if you're tough and beat people up, that things will work out. I don't even know what he says there, but he says some shit like that. And uh, Reg is in his car, and he's listening, and he goes, Jesus Christ, what a fucking nightmare. He heads back out, and he heads to uh, Ned's place, and Reg tries to reason with him to come back because they're still obviously not talking, and he tells him that they'll win old-time hockey style. Like, this is going to be legit, mm-hmm. no more wrestling bullshit. He met, And then uh, fucking Ned doesn't come back out. He's just ignoring him, so he's like, you know what? Lily's been staying at my place, and she's a terrific gal, and uh, she's blowing me. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. <laughs> and, uh, so I think he's just trying to fucking sharpstick his ass, obviously. And uh, then we're back with the um, the sportscaster in the locker room, and he's speaking to the Hanson brothers, and it, it's a whole fucking scene here, man. It's a circus, and I like seeing Dave wearing a fucking cape like Dracula, <laughs> acting. You know, he's he's doing his best heel impression right there. You they're know? like literally a wrestling now, like they're just like doing gimmicks yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, and they're super popular now. Like everyone's talking to them, and we have groupies in the fucking locker room now. And the players all notice that Reg looks down in the dumps, like he's just sitting there in his suit. And this is when he lets them know that the you know they uh, the whole thing with the Florida deal and all that shit is fucking nothing. He lets them know that he had been basically conning them. Uh, he had been lying to them about it. He mentions that they aren't anything that they uh, basically they're nothing but this owner's tax write off at this point. And he mentions that this whole time they've been goons and criminals and that they should be ashamed of themselves. He's basically trying to convince them, let's try to play clean today. Let's go out there. Yeah. Let's not fucking bust any heads. Let's just play old school fucking hockey. And uh, the Hansons happen to agree with them. They're like, yeah, let's do it for coach. Fuck yeah. There's actually a really good speech. Like he does a really good job. I'm not really doing it justice at all, but he does a really good job of being. It's like the first time he actually tries to speak like with any type of heart <laughs> for the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole team agrees and they're playing Syracuse uh, for the championship. And they decided to not go to the warm up right away because they want to do like a fucking wrestling fucing entry bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Syracuse has traded all their players for basically like the most fucking hardcore goons in the yeah. league. Some that haven't even been playing anymore. And, uh, I don't have all their names, but there is one dude that dresses like a Native American and calls he calls his yeah. opponents the little scalps. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! 
I love how he says it too. He's like the little scout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a guy named Gilmore Tuttle in this group who has a fucking killer mustache. I'm just trying to highlight the ones that I, I really dug. And uh, the last dude they call is a dude that is crazy dangerous. He's that Ogie Oglethorpe, who's the brother of the writer Nancy. Yeah. And he's like this tiny little dude. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's yeah. burly, but he's not like anything terrifying, mm-hmm. you know. And I like when they introduced him. They said that he had been deported to Canada, and Canada had yeah, and he's twenty, <laughs> and he's twenty one years old. So it's like, holy shit! Like, damn, yeah. this guy's already fucking heading to the penitentiary one day, and uh, it's it's his whole thing. And so then I I like how fast the band plays because they're playing the anthem to get the game started. And they're like, da, 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 da. they're like, fuck it, let's just get to this shit. And of course, the Syracuse goons start attacking the Chiefs right away. And the Chiefs refuse to fight back. I got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, even throughout all this, we even see Killer, and he's like, I am one with the world. I am at peace. I'm not going to lose my shit. Uh, But it is rough. Like, everyone's getting their asses kicked. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, excuse me, I'm pretty sure Reg gets a fucking concussion at some point. And, um, uh, pretty the pretty boy. I forget his name, but there's one guy that always like looking at himself in the mirror all the time. It's like a bit throughout the movie. Yeah. The one with yeah, the twins. and he fucking gets his fucking face hit in, and he's got a major black eye. It's halftime now, and they're all fucking pissed off. They're all getting ice packs, and fucking Reg is just like all dying. He's like, "It's all right, guys. We're just you know just gonna keep it together." Old you know, time, old time hockey. <laughs> it's like, damn, he's fucked up. And Joe comes in and once again gives another classic fucking delivery. And he just starts yelling at him, telling him there's NHL scouts out there tonight. And they're looking for talent. They're looking for winners. Y'all actually have an opportunity since this team is folding to fucking get scouted by the NHL. They're looking for the toughest team um, in, in the federal league, which is what their league is called. And so and he calls them a bunch of pussies and he walks away like a real fucking dickhole. But it's also like the last thought he has. He goes, bunch of pussy. <laughs> and he's like out of he's like out of breath. Dude, he's like barely had anything left in his lungs, dude. Like he fucking yelled yeah. so hard. He sounds like old man Yobo. <laughs> you mean just Yobo? <laughs> like he just sounds like Yobo. Uh, they were like the same age, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when Tim takes the bag off, we're just going to go Strother Martin. Like, holy shit. <laughs> You're alive? So uh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, once they find out that, it, you know, the scouts are there, they decide, hey, fuck it. Let's just go back to our old ways. And then we see Lil. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was saying, cuts to them and they're like beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like they're on the ground and they're getting wailed on, and somebody else is getting wailed on. It's just, yeah. it's like, oh Christ, yeah. this is not a game. Like I don't even know what the fuck you call this. I still would have a lot of fun though. I would still love it because yeah. I have. So I mean, I know all the hockey rules, but I have gone to hockey games. My dad used to take me when I was a kid, and um, back mm-hmm. in the '90s, those amateur—they weren't amateur, but they were like—I don't know what you call them—like the. Um, they're not major hockey teams. Minor league, thank league. you. So the minor league hockey teams, we have plenty. We had like three different franchises in San Antonio, and we would go see them, and fucking fights would break out hard, dude. And they would let them just fight for like fucking three or four minutes, which is a long time for fighting. And like be like, holy yes. shit, dude. Like I, I was – I loved it to death. It was like the most you fun have, shit. You've got young Daniel. He's like, I caught a tooth. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, uh, so then we see Lily and Francine enter the stadium, and they're looking all pretty. And Lily actually doesn't look like a female trucker anymore. And uh, they uh, <laughs> they walk in, and it's just pandemonium. Uh, Ned notices Lily at the game, and he gets like super hard eyes for it. And it's at this moment that he decides to not be a dickhole anymore, and he starts uh, uh, stripping. Uh, he just starts stripping his uniform off. And the band plays along to it, like a little kind of sexy stripper music. Um, By the way, Lily looks super sober here. Uh, She's looking, I don't know if it's the makeup, but she she looks like awake. Uh, And then... She's smiling and happy. Yeah, like, holy shit, look at her. She's like, you know, she can smile and stuff. And then uh, Mm -hmm. eventually the rest of the team, like both teams, take notice of this hijinks and they get distracted by it. But fucking McCracken, he is not fond of male... Nudity, I guess, because he starts getting fired up yeah. at the ref and stop that. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, really, guy? Come on, man. You're in the locker rooms all the time. Like, what the fuck? That's how he knows. Yeah, that's how he knows it's disgusting. He's in the locker room all the time. He's like, I don't want to yeah. see that. <laughs> I'd be having a good time. I'd be laughing my ass off. And uh, he uh, ends up punching the shit out of the ref. The ref gets up. You know, he's like, No, what? You know what? Y'all are done. Fuck this. The Chiefs win. And I love, like, the way the ref treats this. He's just like, here, fucking get your trophy. Get the fuck out of here. I need to go home to my family, man. (laughs) I just got punched in the fucking face by a barbarian. And uh, at this point, Ned is just in his jock strap with fucking bare ass. I was like, all right. (laughs) It's got to be kind of cold. And I will say at this point, I genuinely feel every hockey game should have a marching band in it. Like, I really enjoyed the marching band. I was like, oh, this is dope. So then the next scene, we see the town is hosting a parade for the team. Reg got an actual fucking job to coach the Minnesota Nighthawks. And, uh, yeah. Did you see the marquee on the theater behind Reg? No. It says, yeah. it says Deep Throat. They're playing Deep Throat at the town's movie theater in the main square. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's freaking awesome. That's a good Easter egg. I didn't even notice that. Um, and he tells, uh, he, he runs into, to Francine. He does, he gets like, this is his last fucking swing. He tells her that about the new job. They have a lot of years between them. And he lets her know that she can keep in touch with them in Minnesota. And if anything happens, if it doesn't work out, reach out and call through the, the fan, the franchise. And there's a moment where Lily asks Reg, like, cause he goes back to the, to the parade float and, and Francine takes off and she asks him like, Oh, do you think Lily's going to go with you to Minnesota? And he's like, Oh yeah, for sure. But then you kind of see it in his face that like, no, that might've been the last time I'm going to see her for a while. Um, he's kind of like a, it's like the wrestler or something. Like he can like never be happy. Like he's just kind of got to just, that's his life. You know, he chose that life. It's that realization of, yeah, there she goes. Right out my life. And then uh, we get some end credits with a bunch of the marching bands playing. And uh, the only thing I have to say about this last part is it's funny because the camera shows, like, a bunch of kids. And they look so confused and bored because, let's face it, parades are fucking boring. Like, they're just boring <laughs> as shit. I remember when I was, like, five or six, we were like, what the fuck is the point of this? Like, So I love that part. Anyway, it's movie over. We get the credits. And as you all know, I like to do a quick impression for some of the movies that I cover. And this is a segment I like to call quick impressions quick impressions 
man, the three of you guys, you put one thing, you're out of this game. Now, I run a clean game here. I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm listening to a fucking song! I love this part. <laughs> I got my own, the three of you guys. You pull one thing, you're out of this game. I'll run a clean game here. If I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm listening to the fucking song! All right, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, that's why I didn't hit that so hard when we talked about it earlier because I was going to fucking do it. No, uh, oh, yeah, it's all good. I love that. Um, and so anyway, guys, uh, do you all have any uh, plugs or anything uh, that you would like to throw out there for the listeners? Anything coming I, up? I thought you were supposed to I thought you were supposed to ask us what mustache should we get. Oh, shit. That's right. Fuck. I just assumed it was all okay. Yeah, y'all know how I fucking rate the fucking show. Uh, so what... <laughs> So uh, let's start with Charlie. Charlie, what do you give? Uh, what do you give this show? I mean, this... one fucking giant fucking Johnny Upton mustache <laughs> is what I give this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that is the best one. It, there you go. That's it. Game over. What are we plugging? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How, how about you, Robbie? Yeah. Th- what is the full uh, Fu the, Manchu the, recommendation? The, the full Fu Manchu. Yep. That's it. It's a classic. I, yeah. It's hard to get better I give than it this. the full Fu Manchu recommendation as well. I absolutely love this movie. I had a really good time with it. Honestly, can't wait to watch it again just to kind of get some of the jokes that maybe I missed and some of those little Easter eggs and shit like that. I No shit. No shit. If, if you like this movie, right? Yeah. And then if you watch the movie Goon, you'll wish you watched Slapshot instead because yeah. Slapshot is way better and Goon rehashes a whole bunch of Slapshot jokes. Yeah, and I've seen Goon, and um, yeah. Well, it it's funny you said that, because I was saying, you know, one of my other favorite sports movies is Bull Durham, mm-hmm. and sitting here talking to you with you guys about this, I realized how much of Bull Durham kind of copied Slapshot. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, it kind of set a, a framework yeah. uh, for these kind of sports movies, yeah. like underdog, slapsticky comedy movies, and uh, they do a really good job mm-hmm. of capturing the... I don't know, this movie has kind of like a... It's like it's like if you like rubbed your finger against like something kind of sticky. This film has that. Like it's like it's like if you touch the table and you're like, oh fuck, like soda was on here at some point. Yeah, it, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe Reggie was here. Uh, but yeah, like the the I love the fact that it just does feel gritty and gross, and it's not like an overly produced movie. Like it's not the cleanest yeah. movie. Like, you could honestly sit there and go, yeah, there's Johnstown. And actually, you know what's funny is when you think about this movie, this movie came out in 77, okay? And this movie came out the same year that they were filming Dawn of the Dead in Pittsburgh. So what's really sad is two years later, all these people died and they were zombies. <laughs> so anyway, in Pennsylvania. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, on that note, uh, do y'all have any plugs for this show? And do y'all have anything coming up that listeners might want to check out? Robbie, you got anything? Yeah, I'm uh, going to be on a uh, Bloody Bits coming up real soon. Um, nice. Actually, I'm recording that uh, three days from now. Oh, that's exciting. And I'm supposed to be in summer sequel month uh, on the grind bin. So, Hell yeah. yeah and then, you know what? I, I think we should say this all now, that Daniel, Robbie, and I won the grind bin poll as to who's funnier. <laughs> The three of us are Tim Yobo, and uh, we won. So suck it, Tim, 
And then we get to what do we get to do? We get a whole bunch of shit. Mike promised us. Yeah, you get a, get a pick a month of mini bins, and uh, I think we also get a pick a movie pick or something like that. Um, that's uh, we get to put together the Patreon poll. Yes, Patreon poll. There you go. So there's gonna be so yeah. much fun. So we got one. a couple of perks, yeah, from the grind bin. Go definitely go check them out. As y'all know, they're they're the pod father. So give them yep, give them a yep. listen. And, Yep. And then I just recorded a Bloody Bits episode actually on Sunday, which is going to come out probably uh, this next week, which will be fun. And then we just released an episode of The Grind Bin that I guess started on with Candice, and that was a lot of fun. That was for uh, Champagne and Bullets. Oh, yeah, I just listened to that today. That was, that was a lot of fun. Robbie, we missed you on that one. Yeah, I wanted to be there, but... Things didn't work. Yeah, that yeah. sucks, man. I'm gonna check out the movie tonight, and then I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow morning. So I'm looking forward to checking that episode out, man. Start drinking heavily because that movie is a fucking riot. I know. I can't wait. I kind of. It seems like a movie that I you, would want to watch with friends. Um, you ever see The Room? Yeah. The Room is the Godfather compared to this Holy movie. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. Y'all check out Champagne and Bullets. I think it goes by two other fucking names. So look it up and uh, you, maybe you can find it. Um, or you can also find it on Blu-ray. I don't know why I'm trying to help out this movie, but it's not even on my show. But you can find their Blu-ray. I just ordered it yesterday. So um, Champagne and Bullets. All right, y'all. Well, thank you all again. Uh, thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Robbie, for joining the show. I appreciate it. Sure, Thank you. Anytime. Thank you for having us. All right. I'll check you out later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a T-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Podmoth Media Network.